0: Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in the place to be, and that is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission here on the podcast is, of course, to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. My name is Kyle Hagee, and thank you for listening to episode number 42. That's right. We are 42 episodes in now, and this has been quite a journey, and we would not be here without obviously all of you community support and I, I just want to give a special shout out something really cool happened um, a few days ago and so I want to give a special shout out to Ray Johnson who actually shouted us out on Twitter and, and the shout out was that her child recently just completed the summer camp at Camp Kindred. And she tweeted about just how great this experience was for her son and how she learned about the camp through uh, Bridges City. And I just want to make note of this because that is really what Bridges City is all about. You know, we're, we're not changing the world with this podcast, but we're highlighting organizations that really are uh, and that are working tirelessly every day to make Milwaukee more equitable a more inclusive and a more dynamic place to be and i think her tweet just summed up everything that we're trying to do here at bridge the city Um, and it's been a really great connecting with with some of the great leaders of our city uh, like ray herself Um, so if you haven't listened to the camp kindred episode go back check that out be aware of it and be ready for next summer when they have uh, their other summer camp Um, so thanks ray and thanks for camp kindred (laughs) and just a reminder here everyone at Bridges City, we essentially lose money making this podcast. Uh, We don't have any business people on this team. We're still working on that. So these tweets are basically like our currency, okay? So feel free to give us a shout out on social media so we know our efforts are worth something. Uh, And a reminder that uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts actually goes a long way too. That helps other people discover the podcast, helps other people connect with the community, uh, and helps other people make Milwaukee a, a better place to be. And so... Our team also told me, Kyle, don't forget to mention our Patreon account, which helps fund our equipment costs, our radio costs, our online costs, etc. but that's self-promotion. So I'm definitely not going to tell you to check out our Patreon account where you can subscribe for only $4.14 a month, 414, that's Milwaukee, and help keep the podcast sustainable. I'm just not going to do that. So you did not hear from me to check out that Patreon account, which is linked at our website, BridgetCityPodcast.com. You didn't hear it from me, folks, Okay. All right. So back to what really matters. And that is episode number 42 again. And on this episode, we sat down with Oluwapalumi of Oluwamo Worldwide, which is a Nigerian fashion company for all located right here in Milwaukee. And Oluwapalumi is also a student entrepreneur here. attending uh, Marquette just finished her freshman year. So one, an incredible story of someone so young creating such a cool company. We wanna highlight her story, her company, and also really the resources the city has to support student entrepreneurs. As many of you know, we interviewed Josh Scheffner, the CEO of Blue Mangoes, another student entrepreneur, another really cool Milwaukee business here that has a socially driven mission, much like Olawomo Worldwide 2. And so we think these are both really cool stories that uh, we're very happy to, to share with you all. And so this was really a great episode. It touched on everything from having the confidence to launch your own business, uh, cultural appropriation versus cultural education. Uh, it was just a really inspiring interview that I thoroughly enjoyed doing. Uh, I'm sure you will all enjoy listening to it. Um, and so with that said, uh, thanks for listening, for tuning in. And I'm going to end this intro finally, and uh, let's get to the interview.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. My name is Oluwapelumi Oguntade, and I'm the founder of Olumo Worldwide, along with my mom, who's our lead seamstress. Olomo Worldwide, we offer custom-made, tailor-fit Nigerian men's fashion for all. And like our name means one of a kind, <laughs> in the Yoruba language of Nigeria, we aim to make everyone feel one of a kind through the clothes, jewelries, and accessories and services that we
0: provide. So we're on the topic of one of a kind. Yes every person's unique Mm -hmm. let's dig in before we get into the business let's dig in a little bit about your personal story so what is your background are you from milwaukee have you lived here your whole life and what are you doing currently
1: i'm from nigeria i've been in milwaukee now for about almost 10 years now so it's like home away from home (laughs) and uh yes i am a freshman i just finished my freshman
0: congratulations thank
1: you so sophomore now and um When I started this company for one of a kind, I was really trying to find something where, like, it's something that would speak to me, something that I'd approve of, I'd want to wear. Because the other day, I was just trying to figure, like, what's my style? And I was like, hmm, I like something that's elegant and casual at the same time. And it's, like... Everybody's different. We all want different things. So how do I create that for everyone and make them feel special? That's why I created with this. That's why I created this um, one of a kind. My goal is for everyone to always feel one, have that one of a kind, unique experience. Mm-hmm. So the best way to do that is that I don't know what everyone wants. So you, they come to me and tell me what they want, and then I make that for them. Right. And my mom, she's been really helpful with this process because you know she's been sewing for a really
0: long time. And so I'm always interested. Obviously, the podcast has mm-hmm. a big. moment milwaukee focus mm-hmm. uh and you're someone that is not originally from milwaukee or not originally even from the united states yeah and then you came here now you said you've been here about 10 years and it feels like home yes so how has your perception of milwaukee changed from when you first arrived to 10 years later
1: i was just talking i, I had this conversation with myself in my head the other day. <laughs> because I, were, I recently went to chicago and then when i was coming back i was like I'm back home, yeah. Cause the streets there, they just feel so foreign to me. But okay. here, it feels it feels like home. Making new friends, just experiencing the different culture. And I, I like how it's like it's not a big city, but it's also like there's enough people to interact with and um make connections as well. That's mm. what I really love about Milwaukee. Even though it doesn't have all the cultures of like Nigeria, like everywhere I have like my country. There's Mm -hmm. still, I'm still able to like bring some aspects of it here, and I really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Then you you know you said that Milwaukee doesn't have all the cultures that you experienced Mm -hmm. growing up. So what are some elements of your life or the culture in Nigeria that? Uh, you've brought is food yeah
1: <laughs> my parents like my mom she's really into cooking so she really makes sure that we still retain um how to cook and all those and the food that we love and another thing is about that's really big about culture is respect
0: all right so now let's shift into the business so yes. you're a freshman or just finished your freshman year cat yep. so mm-hmm. congratulations typically when I think of freshman year I think of I'm so stressed out, I'm away from family, I'm focused on school. Personally, when I was a freshman, I wasn't like, you know what I need to do? I need to launch a business as well, because <laughs> why not? So why did you feel like this was something you had to do at this moment in time?
1: I'm someone where like I tend to second-guess myself a lot and compare myself to other people so when i one day i was just walking around you know on campus and i got back home and i was like i love fabric you know like i love culture and like it's like i want to one day have a shop where i walk into it and there's all these people from like different cultures you know that are like buying this ethnic clothing like they know the names of the fabric and everything like i want to create that kind of experience and so i was like now is the right time to do that like i always tell myself that now is the right time to move forward so I was like, not let me not wait until like I'm 30 or, or you know older. Let me do it now while the dream is fresh in my head. It's gonna be something that's challenging. I'm gonna to have to like learn new skills along the way, but it's it's better if I do it now than mm-hmm. when I'm 30 and I there's all that fear as well like am I really gonna make it, it gonna be right. successful? But once people start you know knowing about it now and gradually gradually like they're familiar with the, the company, our values, you know, then it's like, yeah. I, we did this.
0: And so when did the company officially start?
1: It officially started February, February 26th. Okay. But it's been a baby for like since last year, October. But right. I finally decided like February... Let's just post something. Let's let's have people know everything. Yeah. Thing.
0: So this is like really brand new. It, in it a is. Lot of ways. It is. And and so I'm curious. As a student entrepreneur, mm-hmm. we recently were talking to Josh Scheffner, who runs Blue Mangos. He's mm-hmm. another student entrepreneur, and it was interesting to see kind of the obstacles that are in the way, but also the support that institutions or the city give to young entrepreneurs. To cause we all want to see them succeed. Yeah. So you know, in the few months that this has launched and been, you know, active, what are some of the uh, institutional or city supports or who has helped uh, develop this? uh, And what can people kind of learn from if they're a young entrepreneur and they want to get something started? Who should they be connected with?
1: I think the biggest thing that I want to say is like, I want to emphasize is like, don't, you know, borrow things inside. Like, I think just talking to people was really what got me started. Cause mm. I talked to my friend, like I have this cool idea, and then she introduced me to the 707 Hub building. And since then, like that's really like launched my business. Cause I would go in, set up an appointment with the uh, um, advisors once a week, and I just talk and brainstorm ideas for a really long time. We th- we did this for weeks, several weeks until. It was a thing and and then one day they were were just like you know what why don't you just you know test the waters a bit you know go see if there's customers out there and that really that really started for me so i think marquette has really been a really really big help especially the 707 hub
0: and i know that you participated in an event that marquette in the 707 hub put on Mm -hmm. called the brood ideas challenge can you tell a little bit about that experience and then what was the outcome of that pitch competition
1: the, the way the program went was that I was matched with a mentor from Brady and I got to meet her. We, you know, would set schedule appointments to meet together and just practice, um, my pitch, um, then you know, talking to people, the crowds and just keep practicing every area of like my business and make really honing on my business, um, uh, model canvas. And we won. I wasn't expecting that because I, I was really, out of my elements, there felt you know like I was younger than I was the youngest person there. I was a freshman, and this business was really new. But we won, and I couldn't have done that without um, Marquette and the team supporting me.
0: So let's talk about now the future mm-hmm. of the business. So what are the, what is the vision, and how are you going to use that money to help accomplish those goals?
1: Well, the vision for our company is to make sure that. Everyone is aware of like ethnic fashion and they feel comfortable wearing it while creating this one of a kind experience for them. So like I, one of my models is that everything is functional. It's accessible, and it has good quality. It has longevity. Right now, we're we're really making sure we build inventory with a lot of fabrics. There's a lot of our our customers, they have, like, because, you know, we're we're creating that unique experience for them. So they're, like, they're really color-specific. Like, this is the color I want, orange. And, like, it's my job Mm. to find that orange for that. Even if it means, you know, like, calling my cousin at 3 a.m. in the morning, be like, yo, I really need this orange fabric. Can you find it for me? So that's that's been that. And then also um, the branding as well. You know, like we want them to know that it's us. It's not some, you know, offside brand like where it's Oluoma worldwide. So creating that branding, that box, everything that really hones in on that unique experience for our customers. And, you know, also we're also trying to provide jobs for tailors as well. So because we really we also want to, you know, foster the economy as well.
0: Something that struck me when we were emceeing and I first heard the story of the business was that it's your business, but it's also kind of your mom's business. Yeah. And (laughs) it's an interesting dynamic. Yes. And so talk a little bit about how that relationship works. You know, what influence your mom has and how has your relationship with your mom changed throughout this business venture?
1: Yeah, I think um, my mom, she's like I said, she's been sewing for over 20 years now. And I really always love um, wearing her clothes. But, you know, with coming to the United States, she was always trying to get, you know, um, jo- American jobs. And I was like, Mom, you have awesome skill. Why don't you, you know, showcase that? So, like, when she goes to those um, store, she'd buy fabrics and, like, she'd start making them. And I'd wear them because, you know, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think now she's really supported me. and. The biggest thing in our relationship now is just making sure we communicate with each other. You know, like I have to tell her, you know, the steps I'm taking for the business. The thing is like I know there'll be challenges with being family, but you know, we're family first and we're also like business partners. So we just have to make sure we communicate with each other along
0: the way. And that's what
1: that's what we've been doing.
0: Yeah. With this just launching in February, now it's just a few months down the road, like what what has the demand for the clothing been? How do people actually contact you to order uh, uh an outfit?
1: Um, our customers they can reach us through our social media. We have um Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And i our Instagram and Facebook's name is Worldwide Ni Oluomo. and um Twitter is just Worldwide Oluoma. They can reach us through that or in person as well or through email, which is just worldwide Ni at gmail dot com. And um we get a lot of our customers through, like, vendors. So, like, we went through, uh we, we go instead set up vendor spaces at Marquette. And so, like, a lot of people coming through that. Also, like, through friends and connections. So, like, if one friend orders this now, then, like, their friend will want to get that as well. And we sample, we start by sampling them through fabric. So, like, we show them what we have. We start with, them with scarves first. And then, you know, they order, like, a bigger outfit and the man has been (laughs) it's been pretty good you know like it's been more more than i hoped we would have Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm interested again you know the podcast really centers on community and Mm -hmm. getting people involved uh and this is a community that i know very little about Mm -hmm. um and so i'm interested in you know you participating and running the business what have you learned about the different people doing fashion in milwaukee or in this country And I'm curious, you know, is there, are there other Nigerian Americans like around the country that do the clothing similar to you that you've been able to connect with? Is this something that it seems like it's important in the culture. Is this something that's happening all over the United States?
1: Yeah, um, actually, even just like within Milwaukee, yeah, um, I've had the, the community has been really supportive. I am there's John Ray, she runs Jazzy Ray Jewels, and she's really supporting me already. You know, she you know tells me like giving me good good advice because she's been doing. Her fashion business for a while, mm. and she you know she even like takes my flies for me to like help me pan out to people, and like that's been. I was just like I was shocked, and I'm so I feel so thankful and grateful for that. And within the Nigerian community, Nigerians really love custom outfits, so there's always people doing it like you know all over the world, Texas and those you know those major cities, and you know like right now we're, you know we're reaching out to them, but I also have family in Chicago and like. They help me with like mo- being models and being my photographers when I go visit them and like they just wear my clothes and it's it's been amazing.
0: Yeah. Has there been discussions around, oh, like what is Nigerian culture? Have you found that this has been a good way to talk about uh the culture of uh your home country? And how have people been receptive to that?
1: I think that it really is a good way. It's one of the reasons why I love Um, doing this business because I really want people to have those culture important cultural conversations and really bridge the gap through culture because one of the reasons I started was like I love to learn about other culture building on my own. I want other people to learn that as well. So with um, Olua do I think we're really be asking like you know what does this fabric represent? What does this mean? like what kind of fabric is this? you know, like what's the main usage and usually people are like always asking that and one of our common fabrics is ankara ankara fabric is really a fabric that is one of the most versatile fabric you can you can see it on the red carpet, but you can also see it in the market mm. in the streets so that that I really love and just really um getting people to know how to wear the clothes as well you know sometimes like how do i wear this scarf how do i wear this head wrap i've had um situations where i had to like you know model like how to wear the head wraps for Mm -hmm. people as well you know like the different ways where they kind of wear our outfits and it's really been fun because like now it's not just me absorbing other culture but other people are actually absorbing my culture and what the fun part I love about it is that sometimes I'm having a conversation with one like my customers, and they're like, "Yeah, I know that fabric now." And like I was telling someone the other day about it, and they're all like, "Yes!" Yeah, like you know, like we're really creating that um cultural awareness, and more people are like knowing about different culture. And I, I love that. I feel like that's a you know a good way, like a good day well spent.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really awesome kind of supplement to the actual business is this cultural awareness that's developed. Mm-hmm. Um, what have what has been the biggest obstacle so far
1: i think the business biggest obstacle when it comes to customers is that the the fear of cultural appropriation mm. i've actually had to like make a post about that on our page on our social media pages and i feel like it's something that i have to like keep doing constantly because like sometimes people are like i don't you know it's, it's the fear as well like i actually when I first started this business, I had my friend from high school, you know, talk to me, but, like, like, me. I don't think I can wear your clothes, because, you know, I'm Asian, and I feel like that'll be cultural appropriation, and even, like, during, like, my, um, rude ideas challenge, one of my models was, like, I don't really know if I can wear your scarves, because, you know, I'm a white male, and I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to fall into the lines of cultural appropriation, and, so that to me, you know, when I first heard that, it kind of got in my feelings. when I was like, I have to go do research now, you know, like, and I, you know, I went on the internet, did some research, and even educated myself as well. And I realized that it's not cultural appropriation when you're wearing it with good intention, when you're you've you've managed to learn about the culture, the importance of it, you know, like, and you're wearing it in the right usage. You're not just wearing it because it's cool, but you're wearing mm-hmm. it to also. educate yourself you like you know the story behind it and when people meet you on the street and they're like they want to say accuse you of cultural appropriation you're like no 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 this is not cultural appropriation and you, (laughs) you know like you tell them the facts and really this business has given me uh a chance to educate myself as well and educate others on this as well. Mm. And through there, we've been able to actually, like, you know, embrace more customers and make them
0: feel comfortable. For me, as, like, a white male, I'm like, oh, I really want to support your business. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. I love that there's this, like, cultural education piece to it. But if I feel like I can't wear the clothes, then I can't purchase them from you. Mm -hmm. And then your business suffers because I, like, have a fear of wearing the clothes. And so I'm glad that there is this cultural education piece so people can appreciate and know what they're doing yeah. and then they're still able to support you yeah. and see the business grow and, and feel comfortable wearing them so on the flip side what is what has been the most fun part of this new journey
1: get to see it from being a planning stage to actually you know being effective out there and people are seeing it and re- being receptive of it it really makes me happy you know because like one of the re- like you were saying earlier with the challenges, like one of the reason why a more started is because i wanted it to be fashion for everyone like I really stress the all in there Mm -hmm. because I feel like Nigerians they probably know where they might get uh tailors from or at least like they have connections back home they can always like wait a couple of weeks months to get their uh, fabrics you know but like what but what about my um, Caucasian friends what about my Asian friends like I want them to you know be receptive of my culture as well to, like, at least understand it, you know, like, why we do things a certain way, and so what, what's the best way to, um, educate them about it, if not for them to also experience it with me, and that's really been, like, that's been a fun ride. Yeah,
0: um, so outside of, obviously, ordering an outfit from you, Mm -hmm. if people are interested in Nigerian culture, Mm -hmm. do you have any recommendations on, kind of how to get more steeped in uh what that culture is like
1: yeah um i think a really easy way to us do that is through music so like i have a lot of um music recommendations and also if one of our posts on social media i try to, like do like dancing videos as well i think like i think music food fabric are really fashion are really good way to like about culture because it has to start with interest first you know yeah there's something that sparks your interest and then you're like oh i need to learn more about this i need to learn more about this so i think I have good recommendations on music. Like, uh, there's this guy named Adekunle Gold. He's really awesome, and you guys should check him out. And um, I think the internet is also a really good help. You yeah. know, like your friends that you know, you know, just Google things up, and
0: you will get good answers. Yeah. So Basically, what I'm hearing is if people order an outfit from you, they will also get some solid music recommendations. Yes. Yes. Some solid food recommendations. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a nice perk too. Mm-hmm. Um. So on Bridge to City, our big. Focus is on action steps. Okay. Um, we listen to a lot of podcasts. We like that they're very informative, but oftentimes there isn't something that they tell you go do this to make your community better. So we ask every one of our guests, like, what is a good action step as a young person living in the city? Of like, I wish more people did this because it would make Milwaukee better.
1: I think the two things that comes to mind is like, don't be one, don't be afraid to ask questions, and two, be motivational. Because I feel like just saying something out loud to people, you know, like helping someone, like or like, is that, you know, just asking questions just gets the conversation started and it make, helps you make new connections with people you never felt like you could have met in your life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, did you, this person existed? Wow, you know, like <laughs> asking questions, meeting new people, and also be motivational, you know, and try to inspire someone as well recently through um especially on instagram throughout my social media posts i've been trying to like find motivational posts that encourages me as well and to also help others others as well because i feel like there are days when you know we're all just we're trying to get through a slump or you know just trying to you know say i got this and just mm-hmm. you know seeing a post that makes you smile that might really be the difference between saying i want to go back to sleep and actually like doing something productive <laughs> right yes and not also like we're so um used to being on social media on our phones all the time so i think like sometimes seeing a post like that might even encourage you to you know drop that phone and go be active go do something that'll make your day better you know so i feel like through in milwaukee just for me to um converse with people has really helped me a lot and just, I have other people also encourage me and believe in me. So, like I tell myself, believe in yourself.
0: Yeah, I love it. So, any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: I think that uh, if you set goals, you can, you can do it. You can dream, believe, and achieve it.
0: Bam, I love it. That's yes. a perfect ending. <laughs> set some goals, people. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think one We're going to post post some photos of the fabrics so people can know what they're seeing, but they're really beautiful fabrics. It's awesome to see a young entrepreneur taking this mission on, but I think something that's really unique and cool about your company is, one, it's all custom-made, one-of-a-kind. It's very like body positive. It doesn't matter what you look like, the shape of your body, we make something for you. But two, it's about educating people about a culture that's different than them, having the tough conversations about cultural appropriation- Um, having the tough conversations about this is my culture and how do we become a more multicultural place and space so i think what you're doing is awesome it's moving milwaukee forward uh, and i really encourage the guests to get involved with it
1: thank you yeah
0: thank you all right that is a wrap on episode number 42 with oluomo Worldwide, And I just want to first say that uh, she gave out a lot of information on, on where you can find the business online. We have included all of those links in our show note. That's the Twitter, the Instagram, email. And it's also now including an Etsy shop that is up and running. And that is probably the most uh, convenient way to interact with Woman Worldwide and make any purchases. So definitely check out those links. Support this really wonderful business and, and honestly a really wonderful person. Uh, and a major asset to milwaukee and i just want to highlight one thing that oluwapalumi said and that was don't be afraid to ask questions and i think this is such a simple concept but one that i know in my own life i often don't embrace enough and there are so so many cool things happening every day in this city but they might not be part of your culture or part of your normal routine Oftentimes then you're just missing out on so many cool experiences because you're afraid to engage or to ask questions about something you might not know specifically about. You know, ask questions about whatever or whoever you're interacting with. And Oluwapelumi really highlighted how so many conversations were important to her. I mean, she even said how her business really started after having a conversation with a friend. And all of these conversations start with, questions and with basic curiosity so this week let's really take her action step to heart and really try to lead with curiosity engage with someone or something that you don't normally engage with ask a lot of questions Um, i just think this is very wonderful and very practical advice so thanks again for listening to episode number 42 Uh, Please go support Oluomo Worldwide. Again, that's all in the show notes. Remember to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a tweet and Instagram post. Something Boost our egos a little bit. But most importantly, this week, let's stay connected. Let's ask questions. And please let us know how you're helping bridge the city.